Hey, what's up, people? This episode, episode 45 of the Option Podcast is brought to you by Beach Volleyball National Events. Beach Volleyball National Events is the greatest showcase in the United States of America. We have 22 beach recruiters to 25 to 30 beach recruiters coming through. Um, since it's become an NCAA sport, all the club sizes have tripled. You want your kids to get noticed? BVNE, come play with us. Also brought to you by NY Varsity Sports. That's me. That's me, the NYV. Watching me. Watching you. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready. This is Bernard Norman. Episode 45 starts right now. What's up, people? All right, here goes. All right, here we go, people. Many of you have asked. Many of you wanted to know who he is. Who's the great big burn? Who's this guy you keep calling <laughs> Satan? Underground volleyball? I don't even know what underground volleyball is. What does that mean? Who are you talking about? This is the guy I'm talking about. And he's on this show because me, I've got to give the people. I give the people what they want. <laughs> Bernard. Fucking Norman. Up, man? And there go our sponsors. <laughs> so much for paying the bills. All right. So, um, so what were we talking about be before the sh uh, before we got on? We were talking about yeah, a little um, bit about Eugene, yeah. which is our best friend. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, ooh, I think I want to save Eugene for later when we get serious because right, right now no we, we, we we too fucking light. We too lighthearted right now. Um, listen, for those of you that don't know, Bernard is something everyone affectionately refers to as a Central Park legend. Uh, for my friends in the South Bay, everybody has legends. These guys that play fours, fours. I'll give you another Norman, Kevin Norman, legend. A lot of these guys you don't hear about in the AVP circuit, but people regionally know. And Bernard is an underground, um, I'm not going to say superhero because he wasn't exactly what we call a good guy. <laughs> right? He is evil mm -hmm. and he must be destroyed, but yet, but yet <laughs> after the destruction, of New York, a COVID, 9-11, uh, this man comes out smelling like a rose. What's good, baby? Not much, man. How you doing? Yeah, I just want to tell you, this is great, man. I love what you do to this. I try to catch them to your shows. I know your episodes. Well, not all of them because I haven't watched most of them, but I saw some of them. And, you know, I sat there right in front of my TV, sitting there, chewing my food down there. <laughs> and then you see me, I'm texting you, God damn it, tell him I said hi. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to share this. this. is on my NYVRCD sports page. I want to share a fun story with you. When we um, first started playing together, Central Park Fours was a big deal. Central yes, Park was. Fours was a big deal. I'll say it again mm -hmm. for everybody listening. Central Park Fours was a big deal. I'm, uh, I'm not talking about playing on the strand where you just set one player on each team on the strand side and they switch sides. I'm talking about running plays. I'm talking about running shotguns. I'm talking about running the X. I'm, uh, everyone's hitting, including the setter. Um, and I, this formation of extraordinary players from Dominican Republic, from Poland, right? Patrick Deese from Queens, you're from Harlem. I was, I, that, I'm a Brooklyn kid, Eugene, South Bronx. Dave Carter's from um, Bar Barbados. Right, played on wow, the national, played on the played on the national team, um, and I'm I'm just gonna say the word Dominican, and that covers the other the other 35 people, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. including Elvis Rodriguez, whose name transcends outside of New York City. Um, how much did that mean to you playing, as far as like forming friendships, relationships, 
um, roommate situations, business partners. Talk to me a little bit about that. Just um, I'm going to give you the reins and, and just, just chat with me on that one. So I'm not even going to talk a little bit about it. I'm going to talk a lot about it. How me, First of all, before we get into the fours conversation, Uh-oh. let's talk about how you and I first met, how you and I went against each other first and how I met you. Oh, <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> you Jason and I could not stand each other. When we played volleyball, I was on this kind of like this um, law, firm, law firm team. Yeah. And... They formed and went to Urban. Was, I was oh, to I was, was it Lawyers League or Urban? It was Urban, right? It was a law it firm that, that made an Urban. Urban team. All right, and you was with this thick, thick chick, this thick white chick that y'all both was always trying to block me. But you was getting me a little bit more than her. But she, yo, I admired her. She still was coming up and blocked me. I was like, this chick is really doing this. Mm-hmm. So, good female players, man. New York Urban, you're only as good as your women. In that co-ed league, you ain't got good women. I don't care how good your guys are. You, you know, women win that fucking league, not the guys. So yeah, Word. so um, yeah, I that was fun, that was fun. I remember um, you getting a block on me, right? And you said <laughs> yeah, you actually said was... roof. You said roof before you got the block, and you mm-hmm. said it like a little girl. So you're like, he's like, here it comes. I said roof. You said no, roof. I said roof <laughs> like that. <laughs> and then you got a block, and then everybody's laughing, celebrating because it was entertaining, at least for your side. And I just went. I said, I'm going to get this guy. So you try to run a quick set <laughs> off the right side. You came off the right side and run a quick set. And mm-hmm. I do something I do with every new player I never met. I show him a mile of line. And then I jump in both hands and I take it away. And then, you know, people eventually people crack the code. But I'm always going to get one block to be in someone's head first. So when I got mm-hmm. the block, you walked across the net, you know, and I walked across with you. And you follow me. Yes, I followed you. I, worked, I walked across with you. I'm like, you know, I don't see you talking now. And then the next play, I tried yeah. to jump into the cross. And mm-hmm. you were you were in the air about to swing. But, but when you saw me jump into the cross, you... You got so high, you stopped your swing in the middle of the air and you waited for me to keep going. And then you just hit like inseam line, like straight down. It's like, come on, trying to do the same thing twice. And for the entire night, for the entire night, we had we had we had to have an answer for each other. Um, you dug a ball out of out of out of position six, back row, you know, back mm-hmm. middle. They set you back row, kill. I dug a ball out of the middle, they set me back row kill. Um, um, mm-hmm. There was a ball off the dig, option hit on two, blam. There's a ball off the dig, me, option hit on a two, a boom. A jump serve, position one, clean ace. Um, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. damn. Then I go back the next play, jump serve, position one, clean ace. We just went mm-hmm. at each other. and it. Yeah, we was going back and forth. And it wound up, it was 15-14 third game, playoff game too. Mm-hmm. Playoff game. Yeah, it was. This is for money, yeah. man. This is for money. I mean, the shit gets personal. So mm-hmm. um, um, it wound up, I was call, trying to get the referee's attention. The guy was screening. You had this, that Indian cat. I was moving left. Oh, was moving left. I was moving left. He's moving left. And I was like, screen, Maseo. screen, screen. I was just yeah. trying to get that. And, and, yeah, because he was like this yeah. in front of the net. Yeah, but I, when I moved my hand, he was doing this. Uh, when I moved my head this way, he was doing this. And that's, you know, that's I illegal. I didn't notice that. And that's illegal. So what happened was, I think I made too much noise and we got ace for it. I didn't get ace. I mean, for me, I'm just going to be like, screen, screen. Oh, 
pass you know but um mm-hmm. I, like mark bloom was was that our captains it went between him and someone else and it was partially my fault i should just say scream but at the same time you know we still got to play volleyball right you got to play the whistle so of course um, yeah. you ended up winning that game and i, I felt like we would have still been playing <laughs> you know they i mean we can only have the gym till like 11 o'clock and we probably would have i mean we, it was already 10 54 so i think the ref was just glad to get the fuck out yeah of we overtimed it because um, we were going at each other's brandeis high school it was at Brandeis High School, and they they yeah, they can only yeah. have the gym till like eleven. So yeah, you know, um, we were going back and forth, back and forth, and you know, so, so Jay finally went in the locker room. I'm in the <laughs> locker room changing. This mofo comes right beside me. I was like, I know he ain't sitting beside me. Like, like well, we we're <laughs> <I> friends. Said, <laughs> <laughs> and then I turn around and said, "You a pain in the ass." Turn, you know that Jason look. I don't know if y'all know that Jason look. Get that look like. <laughs> Yeah. See that look right there. That's the look. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you asked me a question. You asked me if I played for Hunter, and I thought you were saying talking about Hunter College, um, right. but you were talking about Hunter high school. high school. And I said yes, yeah. And you're like, I fucking knew it because uh, you had Martin Luther King. That was your rival. You had a you had a good you had a really good season. It was you, it was you Braulio. You had a, you had a really good squad, man. And you, I think MLK. I was like, a freshman. I think you guys um, were in the finals or the semifinals against and won the yeah. against, against them. I was a freshman. Time. At yeah. that time, when I was in, when we went to the final, well, we we semifinals, we actually made it. We didn't go to the final finals, but we went to yeah. semi. And now it's the first time when I got into the high school. There's a long story, but I don't want to bore anybody. That's the first time I got into the high school, and that was the first experience of the high school yeah. of being the first volleyball team. Yep. And I was just like, wow, I'm glad I experienced everything. And then, you know, we had the Jamaicans, the Haitians. The Chinese, the uh, the Japanese. We had like one Japanese guy. We had like a lot of mixed you people. You had Braulio, Dominican uh, cat, right? Braulio, Dominican, guy? yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Bra- either Wilson or Braulio, yeah. Good player, man. Good player. Great player. He ended up playing I with Elvis at, at Hunter. It. Yeah, he ended up playing. Elvis was at Hunter College for a cup of coffee, and it was him, mm-hmm. Braulio, Wilson. Uh, um, who's the setter? Leandro, Leandro set. Mm-hmm. Leandro played college for seven years. People, <laughs> I mean, you're only allowed to play four fucking years. This is how nobody even looked at Division three, right? He played yeah, exactly. He played four years at Hunter, and um, he goes to New Paltz, right? And mm-hmm. Tony's like, I want you to set, and he's like, I already played four years. And Tony was like, Fuck the dumb shit. Do you want to play or not? <laughs> so, so I have video videotaped evidence that this man played at least I'm saying seven, but at least five years or more. Okay, and right. under the radar, so not even right. not even changing his name. Dominicans do that though. Dominicans they take the college entrance exam. They they send their friend, like um, that guy Leon uh, um. Alejandro Flores, which is not his real name, who um, mm-hmm. played on um, Balmeso that won nationals for adults. Damn, Jay, why don't you um, just give it away? He um, <laughs> he took the inter- he had he sent someone in to take this. He doesn't he doesn't speak a lick of English. He does not speak yeah. one word of English. How the hell are you gonna pass a CUNY proficiency exam? <laughs> the whole fucking test is in English. How? I'll tell you how. He sent someone in. <laughs> So Damn, listen, Jay. but, but why don't you just tell the story on air? Oh my God! So, hey, listen, that was <laughs> everybody getting out of tonight, you know. But um, but I think the most important thing was not what happened that night. We had a conversation, but that following Monday, every, every I, knew, I every, knew I was waiting for that. Everybody from New York um knows what Riverbank State Park is. Riverbank State and Park. That's, that's where I live nearby Dominican right now. Dominican Republic Forest. 
The only rule is you have to receive serve with, uh, you can't receive serve overhead, overhead or double contact first hit. They use a, um, an indoor ball, you know, Central Park, they use the indoor, like the hard molten or, or mm-hmm. at the time. And, uh, you know, dig, you're allowed to double hard driven, whatever. They had like beach rules, except you weren't allowed to open hand tip. And it's, and it wasn't mm-hmm. for, for freshmen, dude. It was strictly Can I say for, something? Yeah. For those you don't know, we played the original volleyball, not that crap y'all play right now. <laughs> you know, that net, that, that double tap shit, that, that, oh, it tipped the net. Oh, we can do this. Oh, you got two points because the ball led. That's bull. Y'all don't know what <laughs> real volleyball is, you fucking next generations. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead, man. Yeah. Caught and catch and throw the ball. That's not a double. <laughs> it didn't spin. Yeah, exactly, like, you, right? Nigga, that you bullshit. caught it. Um, so um, basically what happened was I went there, and I, I went there just I heard about it by myself. Went there alone. Biggest sin. Um, and South Bay guys everywhere, Chicago, Florida, the biggest sin when you go to a place that's not for freshmen, strictly for linemen, you don't go by yourself. You have you have make sure a friend invites you. This way you're not there by yourself, and this way you know you you, you don't wind up with some scrub team fours, and they undress you and like mock you in front of everybody. So mm-hmm. I ended mm-hmm. up playing with a team I didn't know, and I got a few kills, and they knew I could play, and they knew how, they had to wrap it up. But I think I think after the fourth play, I didn't see a ball. I was playing oppo. I was playing on fours. I was playing the right side, and I didn't see a serve. I didn't you know that when I blocked, they didn't hit my way. And I just mm-hmm. got embarrassed, and 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 I sat down, and I got my sneakers, and I was just ready to go. And you, who walks in? You walk in, and I go, mm-hmm. oh shit, <laughs> oh shit. I live because yeah. I live right there in Harlem. I mean, well, I know I'm in Harlem, yeah. but I live right there on 148 Street. And something said, something kept bugging me in my mind. Go to the gym, go to the gym, go hang out. So I said, All right, it was free, gym. people. Seven o'clock to eleven every Monday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Free. So I go to the gym, and. I see this bright white guy. <laughs> That's me. I'm white boy. And he's at my face. You. Look behind me. Same thing. Go ahead. He's like, yo, you, you, yeah, get dressed. And I was like, oh, we gonna go at it again? <laughs> so I got dressed, and he was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah. I got there. We was on the same team, and from there we just clicked. We clicked. That was the same night. We could do no wrong. We could do no wrong. No. Even if you miss hit a jump serve, the, the miss hit turned into an ace. I set a ball that was low and shooty, and you 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 got a per, a great four step. So that first step you take, if it's low, you just speed up. Just just one, two, two, four, boom. If it's high, it's like one, two, three, mm-hmm. four. So you 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 got to a point. Everything I set, I could just set shit, and it's just, and we won every single match. Ka-choo! Yeah, and the two things I remember, <laughs> I was like, get change, and you just like. What is your what is your few sh- few sh- few lighter shades ass doing in Harlem? You know, borderline. Like, what the fuck is he doing here? And that part of Harlem is borderline Dominican, but mostly African American. And no, but it was mostly Dominicans, yes. and I saw how. But I'm I, like, when don't I came you in, stick I looked out. from the distance. I was like, why are they treating this guy like this? And I was like, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. You look familiar, and he was like, you hey, get dressed. You. I was get like, get dressed. Get dressed. That's how I, I was like, just get you. yo. Get changed. And we we just killed them. We yeah. killed them. And the people that was on outside, we barely gave them anything because he was kind of like treating how they were treating you. We was treating them. But you gave something to whoever. I can't remember who it was. I don't remember those guys. Don't matter none. Only you know. At the end of the day, you you remember a handful of people. So now, yeah, that we got that part out the way. 
this what four is meant to me. I already put it on Facebook how we like we were like the NWO man. We was like, you know, New World Order baby, <laughs> New World Order. We devastated people. We made volleyball fun. Other people get frustrated, yelling at each other. We did too, but we made it, still made it fun though. Regardless, we made it fun. Yeah, keep talking. I'm going to put it up. I kind of was a psychopath (laughs) moment back then because I wasn't too normal playing volleyball, meaning my my attitude. See, exactly. The the NWO of volleyball right there. You know, I don't know. I look like a Chester cat knowing that fucking grin. I was 255, 260 pounds. Look at that, dude. We used to call you Moose back then. The Moose, that's right. Moose, Flacco. They still call Eugene Flacco. Yeah, I know. That's Patrick Dietz. I, um, color we never, Pat, we never had a name for Patrick. Um, can't say it on, can't say it on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Miss Betty Chow, folks, in case you know. She's a good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, we, won, um, um, we won $2,000. Actually, we won 2000 with Mark. The team broke up in half. Justin, Greg Romulus, they made their own team. We made ours. Uh, we won another 1000 So, good mm-hmm. team, man. We were just killing it. We were <laughs> yeah. just killing it left and right, man. But that's but so, yeah. fours. The fours was like, it's family. Regardless, it was family. I love you guys. You know I love you guys to hell, man. You know, we, we basically, we grew up together. If you, tell, if you ask me, we grew up together. We talked about all our problems. Girlfriend situations. You chased me to whole Central Park when I told you I got married. <laughs> Idiot. You, you said you got married and you chased me all around Central Park. And I was like, Jay, let me explain. <laughs> Trying to run and create space. <laughs> Can we have a conversation? <laughs> Can I talk? <laughs> I, y'all think we're joking? We're not joking. He literally chased me around Central Park. <laughs> he was so pissed off at me. <laughs> You're just so young, man. You're just yeah, so young. Yeah. I had personal issues with that. But before I get into that conversation, I um well for us, you know, like I said, I love the hell out of you guys. You're my family. Well, you know, we when we had the fours, we were going at people. We were going we was, we was devastating people. We all knew our talent. We all knew our skills, the same as talent. And we know what to do. Like, for instance, I'd be like, Jay, one, two, boom. Yeah. They hit it on the second hit. He, you think he's going to set it, but he's not going to set it. He goes, continue, because he knows how I am when I'm in the middle back row. I'll be like, Jay, boom, set Gene, boom. Gene blocks everything. He's like, I ain't doing nothing. I ain't blocking. Sometimes Gene yell at me when I'm up there in front of the net. He's like, why are you blocking? I said, because you're tall enough. You can do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, that I was, said, before us, damn it. Yeah, man. Let me tell you something. That hit on two, the, the option, if you will. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Just years and years of watching a, a video of a guy from the 88 team, Jeff Stork, lefty setter. You know what I'm saying? You were Jeff actually, Stork. you were more old school than me. I was like a Karch Karad dude. You were a Sinjin Smith guy. You know, yes. you were, you were I'm glad I guy. met him in person. Oh my god, <clears throat> I snuck out of my job to meet him. Yeah, yeah, they came, um, 1998, they came the Goodwill Games, mm-hmm. Sinjin. and he was on 59th Street in some beach store back then. I think he was still playing with a guy named Henkel, and Karch was playing with AJ. Um, I think, no, I thought he was playing a Randy Stokelos. <clears throat> uh, Sinjin was, but Stokelos, I think this is 98, Stokelos already retired. You know? Oh yeah, that's right. <clears throat> and Sinjin, sure? no, Sinjin, he got a new. No, he told me he got a new partner. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 
he got a new partner. And yep. he was like, well, maybe if he, you know, if we want to get together again, because I was sad when they departed because they were great together. Mm-hmm. And they made that Nintendo game, King of the Beach. Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. I liked him because I, I, he's everything you want a volleyball player to be. Accessible to his fans. Um, doesn't have to be over polite, but be nice mm-hmm. and be real. The dude is real. The dude is yes, real. I is. see. I see him now more than that, than I've ever seen him in New York. He's um, uh, uh for BVNE for Beach Volleyball National Events. Uh, King of the Beach is our sponsor. So, you oh, really? know, he's he's yeah. So he's uh, he's one of the founders of it. He's he's promoting the ball. It's the black well, and white. Yeah. So he's um, been with it for a good yeah. while. He so looks he still a good be. looking guy. Still, um, I doubt that he plays his son. Played four years at UCLA, Hagen. And mm. he has another son that's still in, I believe, still in US, UCLA as we speak. Uh, Sinjin mm-hmm. set for UCLA. He, um, um, him and Aldis, if you, Odie, oh, we call Odie Aldis. They were 1979 around, you know, that kind Odie! of, yeah, kind of knew each other back then. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely gonna tag him on this, you know. Odie, I love you, man. Yeah, I miss you so bad. So, um, before I talk about our roommate situation, because we, a bunch of volleyball players decide, we all got decided to decided to get together and like live in this big ass house. It was like 14 rooms. It was all volleyball players except one guy who we stuck in the basement apartment because he, he was short. Let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you how bad I wanted to live with these guys. I left my wife to live with them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I left my ex-wife to go live with them. That's how bad I wanted to live with them. I was like, that's enough because we was having problems anyway. So I was like, oh, this is my, this is the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I choose my words carefully because she watches this. She shares this. <laughs> you, 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 you it's guys, right. you guys had the ultimate uh, roller coaster up and down relationship. That something, I think both of you guys have come so far and so mature. Some of that stuff you could look back and, and laugh like, "Holy shit, we were crazy. We were just some crazy fucking people, dude." So let me um, <laughs> let me throw some names at you, or just just mm-hmm. give me a couple of give. Uh, Give me a, a little bit, a little bit of a, I'm not a diatribe, but just what you think of the Bruno. Don't, I mean, a lot of people don't know his last name, but just like Ricardo is just known as Ricardo. Is that the Bruno, big just Bruno, Bruno that I'm, you talking about? The one I was scared when I started playing volleyball? Yeah. Yep. Dude. So Justin and I was the first doubles in Central Park. Yeah. And Matt, the old legends, of Central Park, Matt. People don't know who Matt is. Matt, I, I wish to God I would still know where he is and everything. Matt will always mess with Bruno when we first saw. He goes, Bruno, Bernard, and Justice are going to kick your ass. <laughs> and I was like, Oh dear God, please don't see that. He's going to destroy us. Yeah. And I remember the first dug I got from that man. My arms were, I could see the print on my arm. He hits. Like, uh, I thought Ram can hit hard. This guy was yeah. powerful. Yep. And when, and my, I was skinnier back then. Of course, I was skinnier. I was, you know, I was, it was like this skinny, okay? And when, oh my God, when he passed, when I passed the ball, I was like, oh, I didn't want to tell Justin. Justin looked at me and I was like, just set it, just set it. And then it said it, I hit it. And, but he, he barely blocked it it scraped off him but his partner and dug it and the game kept going but we almost beat them that was our first match and we almost beat them we lost though yeah something about matt matt was telling matt was telling bruno those guys are going to kick your ass because matt matt is a prophet 
if, if if listen if the older generation as you continue to get old if you just keep your your own click and only mm -hmm. let the hand pick the best the best young players to play with you and like keep keep playing against and keep beating the same teams over and over again two things one mm -hmm. of two things are going to happen they're just going to be dumb enough to let you, you know, do the things that you like to do. Like if Bruno likes to hit wrist away or like to cut back, if he has like favorite shots, the same dummies, I, I come, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to say dummies. Yeah, I said it. The same dummies are going to play you for three years straight, right? They're going to play you for three years straight and let yeah. you do the same things. Or the second thing is they're going to smarten up. This dude likes to wrist away or this dude likes to jump and disguise his, his cut shot. I'm just going to lay in the cut and then we're going to option his ass. So, when Matt said these young guys are coming up, that was a warning. That wasn't him pumping up Bruno. I mean, Bruno took it as like, oh fuck, oh these guys are gonna, these guys are gonna kill us. No, Matt was a prophet. Matt was saying this generation of players is they're smarter, they're more hybrid, um, they're they're fearless, they respect you, but but not, they they um they don't fear you. They're not they're not yeah. scared of you. Like you said, Bruno hits hard. You, Yo. you if if they leave line open or like sharp cross, you know it's coming to you, and you don't want to be a you don't want to be a pussy, right? You you mm -hmm. ain't trying to run. I ran plenty of times, but but you don't want to run, um, and you know it's coming. So it's just like, oh God, I got to take this one for the team. But after after, listen, after playing the same guy, you you adjust your matrix, yeah. right? The speed uh, uh becomes normal. It's not fast and hard anymore. Your forearms don't fucking hurt anymore. That ball was hard because mm -hmm. when that ball, when you play in the concrete with an indoor ball and the ball oh, uh, constantly hits the concrete, it, it loses some of the leather texture and it just becomes this rock. You know, in but fact, still, we called it the rock. Right? We called the ball, so the rock. We didn't even call it a ball anymore. It was just this white ball would be this gray, gray blackish gray thing. Um, that you we knew if you hit it hard you, you know we're, we were there so we just so matt was warning everybody these guys are coming these guys are coming man yeah you know I, yo I, you I, don't understand yeah. that ball was like a rock man they, i mean people that play these balls right now that sounds personal people that play volleyball and you know and they don't they see you you next generation guys y'all don't know shit about shit we play on concrete i'm glad i still got knees to be honest with you Shit, I left right on. I retired on time. I, 18 years? I was like, all right, I think I gotta slow down. Yeah. You I know? got out a little too late. You know? I was heavy set back then and um I got out just in the nick of time to play a few years, a few good years. Um uh, but man, if I, I wish I wish I didn't play as much. I wish I mean I wish I was there, right? We order food, they deliver Chinese food to us, pizza in the park, mm -hmm. like uh, we play cards, you know, uh, we'd be there until the night lights come got out and we just sit there, beach chairs and just chill. So and they had benches, they had park benches by the court. So a, a lot of times it was just a fellowship thing. And whoever yeah. Sunday, Sunday was showcase. Sunday, of like course. there were people that played in the morning, but when two o'clock hit, they knew they had to mm -hmm. get the fuck out of there. You know, it's, oh, it's my, oh, it's a public park. It's my rail. Uh -uh. Oh, I couldn't stand that. that. I could, it was one older guy. I forgot his name. He was like, I, I got, I got this. This is my net. I control. I pay for these poles and all this stuff. And I was like, dude, come on. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, I was like, yeah. I remember I got on his ass one time and he did that because I had enough of him doing that that taking over crap and we was playing doubles he said why not we play fours why not i said why don't you take your ass up there yeah bye <laughs> bye uh, um well here's the cool thing about matt matt had scissors that's the story i remember about matt 
The guy was like, oh, it's I my net. I was here first. Oh, it's your net? It's your net? All right, watch. <laughs> I had, watch this. He comes out and he pulls out these fucking big office scissors and clips the dude's net, dude. Cut the dude's net. Every, the same way you cover your mouth now, everybody just, nobody said chill, Matt, chill, chill, chill. Everyone just said, oh, ho, 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 ho. Yeah, it's Matt was no net. joke, man. Dude, he just cut your shit, man. He just cut your net. I got people I want to shout out to that was Please. very near and dear to me, like um, Freddie. Love yeah. Freddie. Yep. Still love, plays. Uh, Still plays. What's Still his plays name? A lot of beach. What was the old gentleman name? And I used to love him. Oh, Luke. The one he goes every time he dug my boy, he goes, "What was your guy?" <laughs> oh, oh Sandy. No, that's not his name. Sandy. Sandy. Um, it is Sandy. That's what we call Sandy. Yeah, that's what we call them. Sandy. Sandy. Um, oh, there's so many people. I just want to give a shout out to man. Rick, a- Rick Amon. Remember Rick? Oh, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Rick. Yeah. Rick actually. A lot of people don't know. Rick played with Karch. He was a middle blocker for, at UCLA. He was. Um, he's one of those guys that run that that West Coast one and never got set. It was a high ball offense back then. Karch mm-hmm. Karan Sinjin ran a six two. And he was the one driving the middle. You know, they're in system, so everyone's thinking middle, 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 set outside. So their mm-hmm. their passing was so good, they never set the middle because the blockers had to stay with the middle. The blockers, had, they couldn't just leave the middle to block Karchus engine. They had to stay with yeah. it. They had to respect it. Otherwise, Rick will take your lunch money. Uh, Rick Amen, Omar, how about, how's that for mentors? How's, how's that for a name? Oh, God, he wasn't my mentor. He, no. So I respect him, but he's conceited. And when he trained Ren, if I'm correct on that, because it seemed like he trained Ren back then. No, he, he said he did, but he didn't. Oh, he didn't. Look, Ren respected him. But just because Ren mm-hmm. respects somebody, he respects his elders, don't mean he, the elder taught him everything he knows. No. Ask Ren. Ren ask Ren. Ren's going to say, you're going to have to miss me on that one. You know? <laughs> because there's no way you, that Omar, his mentor, and Ren's skill set was prettier than Omar's. Um, before Ren even hit the age of 25. And mm-hmm. Omar, I'm, I sound like I'm disrespecting Omar. I'm not. Omar is a baller. Omar is a professional baseball player for the Pittsburgh Pirates and and mm-hmm. and transcended to volleyball. So for him to be a late bloomer, mm-hmm. mad props to him. And um, if we ask Omar, Omar could say, yeah, I taught him a couple of things, but I'm not his mentor. He'll say the same thing. Like, Raphael, like that. Raphael, that would be like one of um, Ren's mentors. Like Raphael, um, Elvis, Definitely one of Ren's mentors. Yeah. Elvis, yo, Elvis, Elvis punched him in the face and he ain't doing nothing. So, I mean, that's a mentor. <laughs> you're like, I'm Elvis, a- you're like, Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. <laughs> Straight up you see my face that on that, right? Like, I respect him, but the rest is just like, whatever. <laughs> I had the public enemy song, Fight the Power. Elvis was a hero to most. I know that song is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I respect him, but the rest is just uh, whatever. Well, I think you and him had heat because he kept trying. When you were coming up, you were getting better and better. But he, when the Dominicans came, I'll call them affectionately, right? We, we as not as they a were fun to play against. Oh my god! What y'all said no, but listen, they would always try to run us off. Or try to, you mm-hmm. know, nope, now nah, you're not. And we always argue, argue back at them. them. Nah, y'all don't have to fight so, us through this. <laughs> so the reason why there's some heat is one particular summer, 
And I definitely don't want to talk more than you, but I definitely want us to share this. Uh, one oh, particular summer, it was me, you, Eugene, Flacco, and Dave Carter. And, um, and you know, Kilvio, they're like, yo, you know, we're taking the net. I'm like, no, you ain't. And they're like, we got scissors. I said, come cut my net. You know, and they're oh, just yeah, like, right there with you. they're just like, you know, listen, pe people like white kids were scared of them Dominicans because they were crazy and Dominicans were all about that machismo up and tonight. But I'm a kid from Flatbush, Brooklyn, New York. And I said, I went like this. I said, come, come, come cut my net. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, get this, get I it. said, get the scissors, see what happens. And Eugene, South Bronx. Yeah, go ahead. You know, and Bernard's just like, you didn't even have to say anything. <laughs> like we said it all. You just went. Like, I got that back no matter what. <laughs> no, I was standing right behind y'all. You know? And I was like, really? Little dude? Little? So what happened you going to cut this net? All right, so come on, try it. Kilvio and Leandro was like, listen, let's just play the game to 11. We beat them. We fucking murk them because it's side out back then. So, you know, mm -hmm. you didn't have a lot of games of 15 unless there were. If there were only four teams and we locked out everybody else, we played a 15. But a lot of teams mm -hmm. waiting, play to 11. He said, let's just play to 11. We get them out and we can house that net. And that didn't happen. Every, no, but everyone, but listen, it, it seemed like a good idea, didn't it? It seemed like yes, a good idea because, and everyone listening to this, everyone that's ever had to come up and earn the respect of the people who constantly beat you, and I'm getting somewhere with this, they have something called recency bias. Like, if you got better, they don't acknowledge you got better. They only remember the guy that they beat, they beat up all the time until there's mm -hmm. a defining moment where you beat them consistently or beat them one time so convincingly they, you force them to respect you. So, so this isn't just a Central Park or, or urban, or urban legend. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people, sand, the sand guys, the, the, you know, the, 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 the cool kids in South Bay, everyone can relate. So they said, play to 11, let's get them out. So what happened was we won 11 to two. We won 11 to two. And Eugene's like, you better set me the fucking ball. You know what I said? I said, Eugene, I will set you every ball until you miss one. How about that? Is that a deal? Cool. I set Eugene nine straight balls. Qu quick sets. Predictable. Mm -hmm. I put both hands up. I didn't try to deceive the block. Um, they, no respect. Single block. Boom, boom, boom. Single block. Boom, boom, boom. Double block now. So now they're doing double blocks and playing defense on the wings. Eugene, check, check, <laughs> check, check. You know, a split mm -hmm. in the block, a, a split this middle, like a, a little hole in the block. Woo, plot mm -hmm. through with the tank. So um, at the end, I was like, I set, right? I set. And, and um, <laughs> you had three blockers on transition. Three blockers wound up at the net and one back row defender. Three blockers wound up at the net. And I, I said, I set. And then I set outside and you, you screamed, <laughs> I swing. <laughs> <laughs> And we all started laughing. The band. He said, I got it in. He said, I said, he said, I swing. <laughs> and I hit so, the ball. I pound that ball. Nobody up. There was nobody up on an outside hitter where there should mm -hmm. always be at least one guy making sure that guy don't have his way. Nobody up on an outside hitter. That's what happens when you set your middle nine straight times. Dave yeah, Carter wanted some attention. action, but Dave Carter understood later. He wanted some sets because he wanted to. Sh I mean, you, you, I mean, Central Park. When everyone's watching, you want to shine. I get that, but Dave of got course. that. Dave got. Dave, I said, Dave, I just needed to do that that one game, because Eugene's Dominican, and they're looking at him like he's a fucking sellout. So um, you don't understand. We like we were we were performers, and when we were performers, we actually literally had a crowd watching us play. And that amps me up as well. I'm sure you amps you guys up too. Like when you play and you're like, oh, I love this. When you see guys coming to perform and everything. I love that. What in Toucan Sam? Where the hell did you go? <laughs> All right. No. Sorry about that, man. All right. No. Sorry about that, man. I um 
No, I lost. Um, I ran out of recording time. <laughs> I'm just making sure we do that right, again. Damn it. My boss asked me to work tomorrow. I ain't answering this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said, did this motherfucker just ghost me? <laughs> I'll take my Saturdays off. Man, I work 12 hours each day. I ain't trying to do this right now. <laughs> y- yes, nuts. I ran out of tape time, but I just reset it. We lost We lost five minutes of that. But continuing the story, for, just in case this turned off when we told it, a bunch of guys tried to run us off. We refused to go. They said, you know what? Let's get them, let's get them out the old-fashioned way. Let's play them and beat them and take them that. We won the first game 11-2, and then more players started coming. Uh, got some yeah, guys from, they, was some like, they was watching mid- us. They said, couple, oh, no, we got to get these guys yeah, out. Yeah, a couple of middles from Crayo. They came through. Then we won that game. Another, mm-hmm. A better team came through. We won that game. And then finally, mm-hmm. the game, of, uh, it's around 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and that's when it heats up. It's humid as fuck in Central Park. Oh, and yeah. at that time, if... You know, everyone's, you know, everyone's walking home from brunch and this and that. And people that don't even play the sport are like, these guys are fucking serious. So now, just like Manhattan Sixes and, and Manhattan Beach, California, um, you see nothing but people and a court. Everyone's surrounding mm-hmm. the court. And you don't even see asphalt anymore. You just see people. Yeah, and it was a crowd, man. It's we Elvis, had a crowd. It's Elvis, Leandro, uh, this lefty named Alex, and Carmelo. Big Mouth Carmelo was hitting middle. Wow, and, um, Carmelo. Is that the blinking one? Yes. <laughs> Bitch is still <laughs> twitching. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the Boom. Shot the, the clock up. La, 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 I was like, kaboom. I said, yeah. come on, come on, come on. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. <laughs> yo, I, yo, I had issues, man. I had tons of issues playing volleyball. But, um, <laughs> all right, so here, here's the thing. Elvis wanted to do something cute elvis was like i'm uh, leandro's like who i'm gonna set and he's i was like no i'll set and elvis anyone knows elvis at in his prime he's an outside hitter the man is a passing mm-hmm. machine and of course there's heat between you and him because the three mm-hmm. best passers i ever met in my life were ren osborne uh, elvis rodriguez and you sorry karch mm-hmm. wherever you're, you're you're the king of volleyball you're god but but i'm a prisoner of the moment based on what i i've seen over and over and over again and there, there, there were no there were no better three platforms okay um, so the best outside hitter in New York City wants to set. Cool. Fine with us. <laughs> Fine I with us. That. I just shook my head like, really? And Leandro's like, really? Because he saw us play all day. Like this, this is, mm-hmm. this is, if there's any serious game of the day, this is it. So you, you hit a ball. I kind of shot you to the pin against the grain where it looked like you only had inseam line. So the entire mm-hmm. defense moved to your left and then you just wrist away right. And just clean shot, you know. It was so clean, you took something off of it just to make sure you you what you saw was real. So now it's nine zero us, game to eleven, mm-hmm. and then he um, still stays setting. They get a few points. They get to four. Carmelo just started hitting on um, back row. Um, I don't know why, because everybody's front row. He just started hitting back row out of the pipe, and you know mm-hmm. got a two, got a kill here, and Carmelo. You know, all t- as twitchy as he is, got some kills. And then we get the side out, and Elvis is like, finally says, Leandro set. And he goes to the outside. The first person Leandro sets is Elvis. And the first, and me, I'm by myself because Eugene got to stay with Alex and Carmelo. And I just do mm-hmm. one of these. I just kind of close my eyes, split one hand here, split one hand there. He hits my right, goes straight down. Everyone just goes, oh, shit, this dude just blocked Elvis or whatever. So now we have game point. The very next play, you jump serve. And it's so sharp to his left. He just said, "Good game." Before the ball even landed, he was he was like in the in the in receive position. 
and then and, and then when you serve the ball, right? Then when you serve the ball, he just stood up and said, "Hey, good game, guys." You know, he looked you in your mm -hmm. eye and you shook your hand, but I knew that that ate at him for a little bit, um, and that's when we just started getting the game. That that was the the season because mm -hmm. summer volleyball comes in seasons in Central Park. Um, that was a season where we we were one of them, you know. Mm -hmm. But because um, now we are no longer that B court type of play. Yeah. No. See, B court is we used in Central Park back in the old days. It used to be A, B, and C. I don't think C was in there at the time, was it? Yeah, I think it was there. Was it three courts? Yeah, there were three courts, and there was no sand court. Yeah, there was no sand court at all. There was none. There was no kitty litter at the time. That's why I used to call it. I used to call it kitty litter. Wasn't good sand. <laughs> If you was on court A, you were the best player ever. And they were best. They were like, this is when I was still in high school. Mm -hmm. And they were the best, best players in court A. Mm -hmm. And then... So my dot out there, for Christ's sakes, <laughs> playing fours. We, we took over court B. And people just started coming to us, playing with us. And we was like, what are you guys doing here? Why ain't going to court A, you know? Obviously, how serious you guys are. You know, just having fun. Yeah. You know? I'm kidding about that. We just decided the line was too long. And then we kind of yeah, exactly, made, right? yeah. made our own court A. And then court A became the sand court. There was mm -hmm. only one court. If you remember, there was only one court back then. There's two courts now. Um, yeah. John Stossel um, helped help, um, uh, make that happen. So big up to him. Of course he does. Of course, um, he's the man. Our man from 2020, John Stossel is, I believe, 66 years or 65 years of age and still still an active player. So big up. John, you know when I see you, I tap you and I always say hi to you, man. Yeah. So I'm glad we're mentioning these names because these names are, are consistent and they ring out. They, they, um, they transcend outside of New York City, meaning there's a level of interest generated by people that don't play volleyball in New York City and as a handful of people that don't play volleyball at all. And we're like, man, those guys are special. You know? They don't they don't understand that you and I, we know a lot of people around the world. We know a lot of people. That's what volleyball is all about. Knowing a lot of people from around the world. You know, and maybe they, they may not speak English too well, but they know how to play. Mm -hmm. And they knew how to play. Yeah. So, <laughs> I hate it. One language. No, but one language. Yeah. Right. There's one language. It was volleyball. I'm going to get to them in a minute. No, but mm -hmm. uh, for the people listening, summer volleyball in Central Park has this conglomerate of, of people, immigrants who, you know, who've been playing since they were children that immigrated to the United States. People who are in New York City for vacation. That guy we called Italia. Uh, um, mm -hmm. um, I think it was like Zortzi's cousin or something like a real baller from italy in the profession professional league say do uh, you know right. ajananko played three years at cal baptist one year at park um and is right. now on the national team represents his country ghana for beach volleyball um his cousin shamzu so um you're talking all seven australian cats you're talking mm -hmm. all, all seven continents ed keller um was actually uh joined us later he spent a lot of time in new york city playing on the beach but and now he lives on a strand he's out here so the, so for my the people from the south bay he's one of the people you know he's one of, he's I, i'm not gonna call him y'all people but he's he's he was someone that you guys know um they they hope by the way ed keller holds legendary fours uh, tournaments in front of his house he lives on the strand and they play oh, really yeah memorial day and, and and um, Labor Day, 
It's like this two-day mm -hmm. whatever. And just like Central Park, you don't even see sand. They're just surrounding the court, just people and the sand and the four-on-four -four players, you know? They, they play a little differently. They go, they, they basically set one guy on each team, three-man cover, but the one guy they're setting, it's awesome because everybody knows you're setting that guy and he's still getting kills anyway. So it's a right. testament. It's not a testament to how bad they are defensively, but it's a testament to how good and intelligent um, outside hitters have to be. You have to be. You have to recreate yourself, right? It's volleyball is a copycat league. Burn. They're gonna yeah, catch up with us. They're gonna catch up with you sooner or later. You got to recreate. You know. That's why I got the hell out of there. You know, <laughs> I got older. I was like, oh, y'all ain't taking revenge on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that was one of the best days of my life because I got validation from people who you never see on you'll never see on TV. All right, you'll never see in the NCAA finals, you won't see in the Olympics. But if you go to adult nationals, where mm -hmm. people just get to play whatever who whoever they want, these are the teams that are in the finals winning, you know, Bameso uh, uh, won two years in a row, they didn't lose a set the Ulysses Uli made a team Bameso all just some, uh, some some cats in the Dominican Republic, I was the only white guy that set for that team. Um, but I, right. I didn't go to nationals with him. Um, so these are the guys no one you won't hear of on the national stage, but anyone that's played adult nationals is like, I know that dude. I know that dude. He's right. nice. So, but that's not how the day ended. <laughs> His name is Kilvio. Oh, <laughs> all right. So after being Elvis, moments where I wasn't invincible all the time, okay, I made this dude famous. First of all, they wanted me. to play three against four. He blocked me Twice. two times. A devastating block. For point game three and games. for game. Uh, <laughs> for point God. game and for game. <laughs> two times he ultimately blocked me. And mind you, I was like, the, I was going to kill us. <sighs> I hate talking about this. Got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah. You know what? It's in the past, and it was all out of fun, though. But when he did it, I, yeah, I was mad. I was really mad. But he, then he started talking crap. He's, he's my boy, though. I love him because God bless his soul, Pete, when Pete was alive. And Peter that's another person I want to talk about. Pete, you know, he's our boy, too. Love you, Pete. Wherever you are, man, love you, man. Um, Pete, before he passed away, he told me, uh, yeah, Kilvio was looking for you. And I was like, I don't want to talk to him. I'm still pissed off about what happened the last time. <laughs> and he was like, no, he want to see you. I forgot what store he works in now. I know he works in a sneaker store. But, New Balance. Uh, also, I want to give another shout out to Anthony Chaney, which is Tone. Wherever he is, I love you, man. I love you. Here in a volleyball Just, court in the sky, man. Yeah. Tone was famous for his jump serve. He can play. But it was famous for his jump serve. He had this weirdest jump serve since high school. Yeah. So. Yeah, he had a good right-handers cut, and at the same time, he would serve right-handers cut, and it would it would break last minute and wind up like middle. Mm -hmm. It would go to like your left shoulder. You're like, okay, I've seen this serve before, and then it would it would like some somewhere in the middle of the air would break, and then mm -hmm. and then go the other way, and, and then drop like a ton of bricks, and, and now you got partners arguing with each other. It's like, is is it your middle or mine? You know, let me know. And and, <laughs> and in addition to being a good jump server, he was in people's heads. You know, you just it's just a hard thing to pass. You know. 
and, and again, he did pray on the, he, he prayed on the week, people that, you know, they didn't scout him out. <laughs> oh, that he did. You know, sooner or later, you got to crack the code, you know? So let's um talk about something I, I call the roommate situation. Oh, boy. A bunch of us got together, <laughs> decide we all want to be roommates. Um, great idea, right? We're in a place. The, um, oh, no, it was. The rent was. was, I believe the it was 14 rooms. It was five bedrooms, but 14 rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, had a basement apartment. The basement apartment had its own bathroom and its own kitchenette. So whoever lived in the basement, yes. that was Ricardo. golden. Yeah, that was that was the guy who didn't play. So we had to. So he's like, "Oh, you want to stick the short guy in the basement? That's how you motherfuckers work." And I was like, "Listen, he I'm like, dude, you got your own shower, you got your own bathroom, you got your own um, uh, kitchen, you have your own stove." He's like, "Cool, all right." But the <laughs> whole time he thought really? there was a catch. It wasn't a catch, you know. Ricardo was like. Taz. <laughs> I jacked up my Taz, too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. He was. He was. Well, no, he still is. He's still built. He's still built. I give it to him. So, basically, the rent was 1600 a month. Um, four of us paid 400 each. And the fifth person paid $300. Uh, that, uh, the guy with the smallest room paid, paid 300 for utilities, for gas, for electric. Um, Actually, it was two hundred for me. Yeah, but great. But look, gravy train, right? We get on it, we mm-hmm. ride it. I thought it was. I thought we had the the time of our life. It was amazing, oh, it was, man. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, but r- listen, the toughest thing was we were look, we were we were not, we were not independently wealthy. We were check to check guys back then. We were. Yeah, I we were- swear to God, uh, like. That per like if you ever see Chris Rock head of state, like how many of you guys work two jobs and you make just enough money to say you're broke? <laughs> that was us. We made we made just enough money to be broke. Because beyond mm-hmm. that, if we didn't, we would we didn't even qualify as broke. We were just burr. <laughs> there wasn't the oak. <laughs> uh, um so scrounging the money for the deposit. You know, we worked extra hours to do that. Um mm-hmm. renovating the house, some certain rooms to our liking, that took money. Um, and that took time. Uh, yes, the housewarming party was was the most en- enigmatic oh, thing. Man. It was like Project X on steroids. I thought they're gonna be fucking helicopters, dude. But before mm-hmm. we get to the house part, before we get to the housewarming party, <laughs> I want to talk about Bernard's room. Bernard, oh, there was a double bunk bed in there, <laughs> and he's like, "Motherfucker, they th- this big ass. I gotta find a way to 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 this 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 huge double bunk bed. You had to find a way to get out." Um, wouldn't fit through the door. So you took I, a hammer to and day, you started breaking into pieces. Jay, wait, a like, minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jay. I still to this day don't know. They must have built it inside. Because I'm like, when I looked at the room, sorry, I'm like, shot the headsets <laughs> and shit. When I looked at say, I'm getting well, I'm too excited. When I looked at the room, I was like, first thing I look at is the goddamn bed. I see this double bunk. And I look at the walls and I was like, that's what made me doing? laugh because the whole time you're talking to yourself i could hear you muttering upstairs it's fucking <laughs> bullshit i gotta break down this fucking bed effing this and effing that and then you got quiet and you said what the fuck is this <laughs> jay whoever used to live here is a freak man he got this this, this sperm on the wall <laughs> 
There's jizz on the wall. I said, Jay is jacking over like goddamn walls in here. And you're like, God damn it. You start hammering, boom, Jack Ivory. Blam with a sledgehammer, Jack Frost. Boom, Jack in a box. Boom, Jack in a beanstalk. <laughs> Bam. I was just going Jack crazy. Ivory. <laughs> what he's saying is very true. I said all that stuff. And I was hammering away on the bed. It was like, Jack Ivory. Jack Ivory. Jack Ivory. I was getting pissed off. <laughs> oh, man. Um, housewarming party. We um, sang boys to... Um, no, we sang... Um... No, 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 no. Before we go into the housewarming party, the first thing... Have you seen the mask? If anybody's seen the mask, remember that scene where the limo comes in and it's a long ass limo and you hear the mm, 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 mm. so God bless his soul, man. I miss him Peter so bad. Lund. Pete. I miss I miss Pete so bad. And Nick and Mickey, if you're watching this, hi. Hi, Mickey. Allie too. And Michelle, yep. if you're watching this. Yeah. Hi, Michelle. I love you. Allie, Sarah, Michelle. Yeah. Oh, you guys! Chi, I love you guys. Chi DiMaggio. Yep. Keep shout, if I if I stop and shout out names because yeah, no, of course, the people I loved and grew up with. That all happened to be um, at the party though. But go ahead. In the party, like I said, going back to the mask. Remember how he came into the club and you see this long ass limo. Pete, I told Pete, I said, "Yeah, we need volleyball people. Bring whoever you want to bring." He said, "Okay." I look out the window, and I remember I was getting dressed and you know freshen up, whatever. And I the lessons. Long ass limo. I said, "Who is that?" Sure enough, I saw Pete come out with a drink, <laughs> and it's like if you see the girls on Sundays in Central Park, we knew everyone. They all just started coming out, and I said, "In civilian clothes." You don't, you know, you do not know how hot a fucking volleyball girl is until she's put, she puts on real clothes. Oh my God. Duh, yo. It's like, <sighs> you know what she looked like under it? Cause you know, they're playing bathing suits, but, but dressing up like that. I'm like, oh, uh, who are you? We seen him in bikinis and everything, but in dresses and heels. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Hold on one second. This one's talking about what you mean dresses and heels. <laughs> what you mean dresses and heels? <laughs> what you mean dresses and heels? <laughs> Look at that hair of that girl. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm looking like Tarzan. <laughs> but oh, burn. Yeah, it's Kelly. Kelly says hi. You can say just say hi. Hi, Kelly. There it is. So um, yeah. If, hey, for the people on the podcast, that's a break. That's my three-year-old. She gets to do whatever she wants. But Burn, I have my never, daughter. I have never seen a, a limo that big. I've ne I have never seen a limo that long in my life. I've never oh, seen a limousine. Now, you know, people spend money on some bullshit, right? You know, golden toilets and all that shit. And somewhere Ooh, out there, I'm sure, golden toilets. Yeah, right. To take a, to take a to sit that golden ass and take a golden shit. All right. But um, yeah, no, because people spend money on on bullshit, right? He a golden toilet. Yeah. You take a no, yeah. on a duster and go. Petrified dog shit? That'll cost you $10,000. Sure, I'm rich. No, so I'm sure somewhere out there, there's someone has a, I've, someone has a limit out there bigger than what I'm talking about. But, nah, it was, oh man. Um, Patrick's like, Jay, there's a limo. Burns like, Jay, uh, look outside, look outside, look outside your window. So I look outside the window and it's this white limo. And I lived in Brooklyn, we lived on a cul-de-sac. We lived on a dead end oh, street. Oh, we were like rock stars out so there. So this limo pulls in 
and I can see the neighbors pulling the shades up. <laughs> like, and some people looking through like, like the blinds, their blinds, just mm -hmm. peeking through the blinds because this limo, the lights are on and it looks like, and it, it was lit on the top. It looked like a white Christmas tree and it's pulling in slowly and slowly. And then the door opens and then the girl gets out. All right, looks like Mickey, cool. Then another girl mm -hmm. gets out. Then the third girl gets out. Twelve girls later, this it, it just seemed like they they were it, it seemed like they were coming out of a manhole through the bottom of the limo. It was I mean, and they weren't ugly. They were beautiful, fine, behind women, man. Give me the ugliest volleyball girl I've ever seen. She's still prettier than any of y'all having your fucking lives, right? So yeah, exactly. Um, Body wise too. So believe it or not, getting out getting out of the car like Jackie Chan. I'm gonna sound like a racist, but that's who, <laughs> but that's who that's who oh Peter didn't Peter's remind remind us of Jackie. Chan, not because he's Chinese, but because because of his good nature and the way he talks to people. So Peter gets mm -hmm. out of the car, and we're just like, Peter. He gets out. Remember, he gets a big bottle of vodka, like, and he said, "Jay, I brought the chips and dip." Because uh, I asked him, he called me. No, he called me. And should I bring anything? And I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. He's taking the train here. Right, he lives on the Upper West Side, Manhattan. I don't want him to drag a whole bunch of booze and all that stuff on the nah. train and this and that. So I said, just bring a bag of chips and bring a bottle of um, um Absolute because I'm making frozen drinks. Um, I was making mudslides that night, and um, he gets out of this limo with one bag of ch chips and one bottle of vodka, and I'm like, and you if hear the I knew he wrote, <laughs> if I knew he wrote that thing, I would have asked him to bring more. <laughs> Oh man! I, the limo had I was, to back out. The limo couldn't turn. It's the limo could not. It turn couldn't even around. turn around. Yeah, it, it had to back. And when a limousine, any of you guys ever been to Brooklyn, Flatbush Avenue? Flatbush is a busy block. It's loud music. There's crazy Jamaicans, Haitians, Trinidadians. Mm -hmm. So they see this limo back out of a cul-de-sac. So traffic, three-lane traffic on both sides of the street has to stop for this white limo mm -hmm. to pull out of a dead end street. So now everybody on the outside of the block is peeking in to the block to see if someone famous is there. It was <laughs> ridiculous. It looked like Webster Hall. This house was 14 rooms. It was three floors in a basement. We had the roof, uh, one of the roof decks open on the second floor. We had a backyard, we had a laundry room and every mm -hmm. single room was filled to capacity. People were just talking. We had music on every floor. Yeah, we, we had did. we had calypso we music on the ground floor. We had house music on the second floor. We had little hip hop on the top floor. It was Project X without calling the police. <laughs> Yo, I, you know that surprised me. Nobody didn't call the police. Nothing. We were just going nuts. I think what time the because when you have ended, a limo like, like what, that, you think four in the morning. No, but when you have a limo like that, you already assume the police know. They're like, okay, someone famous is coming. <laughs> the cops have basically to know about right. This. Yeah. And we're like, oh man! I was waiting for a, a rock star to get out of that limo. We were just like, no, we were rock. No, we were Peter. rock stars, man. Yeah, we were rock stars, man. Yeah, and we sang I, "Shy" if I ever fall in love. Selena, yes, I love you, Selena. Selena's listening. No. I don't know if she is. I'm just saying names. Yeah. I told you okay. I was gonna say names. Oh, definitely, Selena. We love you, Patrick. I love you, man. My brother, you know that. Patrick Eugene's a big retard. I love you too, man. Yeah, man. Love me some Eugene. Love me some Peter. You're my brother, man. I love you. I still want you to be careful out there in the army, man. Yep. You passed the torch. That was the man. You know. Yeah. yeah that was the dude. Danny, my uh, my apprentice, Guzman. I love you, brother. Danny Guzman. Just, 
Guzma, I said Gooseman. Oh my God, okay. Russell, I'm tired. Kid. I work 12 hours. Hey, what's that guy's no, name? A true, I used to a call true Brooklyn Halala. baller. I was like, Halala, no, Halala, Halala. I can't even say his name right. <laughs> his name was Alejandro. I know, yeah. but remember, I could never say his name. I was like, Halo, 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 whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> the last thing I remember about him is him and Ren had it out in Central Park. This is two years ago. And Ren punched uh -huh. him in the face and, his, and bloodied him up. Ren did one of those, you know how, how Ren got that little queen walk? Alejandro took a swing at him and Ren just did one of these. Just <laughs> this, and then went, and then went like this, look, look, it was like this, it was like this, ready, boom, bam, like that. And he says, oh, by the way, he says, and then, then when people stepped in, he says, oh, by the way, you're bleeding. I was like, oh, oh shit. God. No wonder when Ren talks all that shit, all nobody comes at him, man. Whoa. Wow. He's like, are you drunk? <laughs> I was like, it was hilarious. So there's two people I want to talk about. And um, mm -hmm. I wanted to get funny, but I want to take this moment to get serious. I want to talk okay. about Eugene Escoboza. You, you didn't see the episode. I was a Rob McLean on um, Sports Debate Tuesday. And uh -huh. Every week we give a shout out to someone special doing something for the community or they could be famous or they could be someone they don't know. So my, my weekly shout out goes to someone and I tell a small story and it goes like this. It's worth repeating. Uh, and I might even say the next episode, whoever my next guest is. Um, you left volleyball to do music under my I left volleyball for many reasons. Yeah. No, but under my ex, and we we can after I tell the story, I want you. I'm, I need to shut up and let you talk. And we can we can, I want you to talk to about talk about the the undermine X and that 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 small time period where you had this religious mm -hmm. following. Um, you left volleyball, so there was me and Eugene. I split with my wife. I lost sixty pounds um, because I, I had nothing I better that. to do. I just started running track, riding bikes, started eating five times a that. day, uh, cut ice cream, hogging dust out of my life. Um, and then Eugene and I, we got this idea because you and him had s this mild success playing grass court together, playing open. You yes, guys, we did. Um, I said, look, we could do it. You know, I said four years ago when I was, you know, I had quickness, but I didn't have speed and I didn't have my jump. I said, I'm in shape, dude. You know, I can do a lot of things Bernard can do. I can't do everything. I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to wow the world because I don't have, I never had your power and I never had mm -hmm. your vertical jump. You know, you were weird because yes, you have power, man. What are you no, talking I have power, but there's levels, right? Look, Ren could mm -hmm. hit, but we ain't. We, there's Bruno and there's Ren. Like Ren could mm -hmm. hit, but you, but you could still dig his shit, and it's still fast. And there's there's some nervous energy, but there's some people you're just terrified of. So mm -hmm. I could I could play. So I said, look, play with me. So I decided to go back to school. I auditioned right. for Marymount Manhattan, ranked number two in the country, theater. I auditioned, right. I got in. But I knew in order for me to graduate, I, I didn't have the money to be full-time student. Um, and I, and I, did yes, it the first, I, I did it the first three years. So my last year, I said, let me just go to summer school for three years. So when my senior year comes, I spend less money and I could graduate. So one summer, you, Eugene and I had this idea to just go to tournaments and make money together. You don't know mm -hmm. about this. And... Um, but we were smart. If the Pottstown Rumble was $3,000, everyone was going there. Mm -hmm. We're like, wait, Connecticut's $500. They're all going to Pottstown. Let's clean up. Boom, 500. Shishing. Um, Doc Rich had these tournaments, like basically every weekend. Shishing. That's shishing, the man, Doc Rich. Shishing. Sorry. So we played 10 tournaments, 10 or 12 tournaments, and we ended up making close to $5,000. Right. Now, Bernard, my tuition was $5,000. 
Mm-hmm. But Eugene and I had to split the $5,000, 2500 mm-hmm. a piece. So I knew I only had half. And I'm like, okay, maybe I just pay for one class or maybe I just take a loan or whatever. So one night we're at the parlor. Um, and he's sitting next to me and we're just chatting. Like you and I chat. Like Remember when we used to go to Blondie's? Just, it's just, it's just yeah. like a normal night we're chatting. And he comes up to me and he, he, he takes my hand. He puts out my hand and he takes an envelope puts the envelope in my hand and it was his half of the money. And he says, Jay, go to school, graduate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go do something, go graduate. I heard you told the story to Chi. I was listening. Yo, that's the, you know, that's I mean, when you, when you tell people they don't understand, they, they look at you and they say, oh, this cocky son of a bitch. What do they mean to understand? This is what they're not getting. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is not for the people of you that have money that can just just shell out twenty five hundred here and loan a friend money there. I say good for you. And I'm not envious, but I'm glad that you that you can enjoy that life. Gene is from the South Bronx, a Dominican immigrant living from check to check. Brothers are broke. Mom is broke. Just holding on by a thread money. He didn't have at the time he was married to Anna. Anna Anna knew about that. She maybe she found out. Maybe that's why they split. that man Something. took money that he didn't have to give it to me to because he wanted me to graduate. So I quote that movie, The Avengers, when Captain America says to Iron Man, what would you be without the suit? And he goes, millionaire, entrepreneur, playboy. It's actually a funny line, right? But, mm-hmm. but what's serious was Captain America says, I know people that are none of those things worth 10 of you. Exactly. And there's a lot of people that don't know what the hell he's talking about. What is he I talking do. about? I give you Eugene Escoboza. Mm-hmm. So when I t- if if I tell my friends and there's plenty of millionaires out here in the South Bay, millionaires, entrepreneurs, playboys, you know, uh, um, and and I look at them. The reason why they respect me because I don't give a fuck if you're rich. The, right. Listen, the ability to not give a fuck out here is golden. It's original. <laughs> you know, you don't. You know, some some people feel like I just, uh, I'm not gonna get into selling your soul, but but if I look at someone and say I know someone that I know people that are none of those things worth ten of you. That's the kind of guy I'm talking about. And that's the guy you're talking about, Burn. That's the kind of guy we both like to think, you know, that, that we surround ourselves with. Of course. I remember the time when Eugene had uh, a situation and I was already in Brooklyn, you know, when we were living together and stuff. And um, he called me and he was at um, Mike's house. And he called me and he was like, Burn, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. And that's when I think she broke up with him. I forgot her name. Anna. No, no, not Anna. It was it was another chick before Anna. Okay. It was that lawyer. I Wait, forgot her name. No. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. He was at Mike's house, and <clears throat> I had to go all the way back to Manhattan to get my boy. I was like, "What's the matter?" And I stayed with him like all the whole night because I had to go to work the next day, but I didn't care. I stayed with him, and I stayed with him, and I was like, "Listen, look, don't you gotta don't worry about that." You know, I was telling him, "Don't worry about it." Just yes, it hurts. But I said, you're going to heal up. You're going to get better again. And you're going to find somebody better. And that's when he found Anna, which mm, I don't want to get into that drama in that case of moment. But yeah, I went out there and, you know, you don't understand people. Volleyball was just volleyball to us. We were just a family. Um, Jay and I, we sometimes argue too. We have our little spats too and stuff. But, you know, no matter what, we're still bros, you know. Um, Pat. Pat is our, and Pat is like our little brother. Eater is our little, little brother. Gene came later on into the group. Like, did Gene, was Patrick first with us or Gene came third? 
Patrick was first, but not with us. We just knew Patrick. Then yeah, Eugene, Eugene came on the scene, and Patrick and Eugene uh, played each other the same way we, mm -hmm. the same way you and I played each other. There's mm -hmm. a little, there's a little bit of heat, and then they became friends, and then mm -hmm. they both they they came with us together. They came in a package. I think Eugene played against us in Urban. He was blocking the shit out of me. He played with Ren, yeah. Oh, that's why. And then he saw our chemistry, and he came along with us. Yeah, he liked us better. <laughs> What's not to like? Come on. Yeah, and we became best buds from there. You don't understand. That's why I call us the NWO, because we were just, after that, and then we got Patrick with us, all fours. Speaking of, not the fours, speaking of the threes, oh, man, you know where I'm going with this. Remember that grass tournament? Yes. And we had to run out all the way to get the ball. I used to hate it that. Hmm. Yep. So I'll let you tell the story because you tell it better. Because if I tell it, I'm gonna get mad again. All right. First of all, this is um. Oh. Your album. We're gonna re we're gonna revisit this. Bernard took uh, a half a decade away from volleyball and he pursued music full time. And Under Mine X um, was a grunge like a grunge rock band that just hit the scene in the village, hit the scene in uh, the Brooklyn scene. You know, like the um, Williamsburg and like and like next to Red Hook, where rock was just where that kind where that kind of rock was amazing. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is um, one of his albums, um, which is the one that had come on, baby. Um, I was the one that broke up with you. That this isn't it, right? It was something else. No, it was the second album, the first album. I'll give it. What was to the you first album wanted. called? I'll um, tell you what I, I'll find I think it. it's just under my X. Yes, under my X, the X. Okay, got you. So, yeah, man. But we'll get into that in a second. But first time, the uh, first grass tournament. There's a tournament in Connecticut called uh, Sherwood um, or Wilshire, three on three. Still exists, by the way, for everybody that knows. Really, very incestuous out there, particularly with with their with their, with their white brethren. Okay. Um, it was a kind of place where if you couldn't, if you weren't as good as them, they didn't respect you. You try to have a conversation, exactly. get to know people. No, I'm not interested. Um, Eugene and I, uh, Patrick and I won actually, we, we finished third double A when that mm -hmm. day you were, you were playing open. Um, thought we could make friends, talk to people, nope. Uh, one tournament later, we just said, fuck it, let's play open. We won open. Still no respect, you know, and Patrick, uh, you know, Patrick was, you know, Patrick's trying to get to know people. But for me, I'm like, all right, just pay me. I know how you are. Yeah, pay me, <laughs> give me my money and I'm good. I'll go back to New York. You know, they, they don't affect my bottom line. So grass, three on three, they get, they have this conversation about hands. And they're like, look, oh, we're not, we're wow. not calling sand hands out here. For us, a double's a double. We're not judging it by spin. But the problem is the people refing call it by spin they call it by the way they know how so the first set i'm just out there and i'm an indoor setter so i'm just throwing i'm, I'm shooting it and mm -hmm. none of them are doubles but there's some spin and nope the guys no 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 and it was no. just talking shit. And then, i was um, getting pissed off and then we lost the first set i got called for a double five times and i'm shook and i never get shook so i'm like eugene just set the second set because eugene had the dish like yeah. the dish that they're more used to, the 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 um the catch and throw, yeah. Like they're not gonna call a carry because everybody's doing it. So you so which I hit left uh, right side, you hit left, and we won that game. But Eugene's like, look, I can set Jay, but if we're gonna win, it has to be you. You have to set. So um the team that refed us that screwed us out of our game, 
Mm -hmm. that set we ended up playing them at the end and this is a lesson to everybody who plays volleyball grass in the midwest or the west everywhere don't fuck somebody that you got to play later don't fuck nobody that you have to play later so Mm -hmm. they were doing everything they could to slow the fucking storm jump serve and it and it wasn't really me and eugene we did our thing everything you touched was personal it was sticking it up their ass uh, every if you served, it was an ace. If I set you, it was a kill. If if the rare occasion they served you, you gave it to me to hit on option on two, and uh, and mm-hmm. if they blocked me on awesome option, I just back set Eugene on a back one, jack jack top of his, you know, um the block the block goes down, the, they go up with me, the block goes down with me, Eugene's up, mm-hmm. bye, you know, and they what they started doing was every time the ball was hit away from the net, they would walk really really slow they would get grab they would walk in a group too they would grab the ball no but burn they would walk in the group of three they would grab the ball and while they grabbed the ball they'd have a conversation and then it would slowly walk back yeah that was getting so pissed off so well while you're serving right and you just got two aces so they're trying to see if they could ice you so i'm just facing the net and i got you know i'm like this just facing so i don't see behind you and you're like serve Boom, whoosh, ace. Walk, walk. This time it's two guys, but same long, long walk. On the way back, he went to say hi to this girl or whatever. How you doing? Hey, how you playing or whatever? And Bernard, and I'm just like, are they fucking insane? So they finally give us the ball back. So they finally give us the ball back, right? Maybe we iced him. We, we, we have enough time. And I'm like, all I hear is whoosh, ace. <laughs> no, ace. Whoosh, ace. So it took so five pissed. minutes. It felt like five minutes for you to score three points. But it was, and, it, and to, to make matters worse, to make it angering, it didn't even work. You got the ball back. Whoosh, ace. So the third mm-hmm. time, you saw a bucket turned up uh, uh you took the bucket you turned the bucket upside down you took a one gallon jug of water <laughs> and you <laughs> sat on this bucket and you were drinking the water like it was like it was fucking wine you 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 know you're, my lips are parched <clears throat> so 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 this guy finally comes back he rolls the ball to us and you just you're sitting on the ba- on on the on the, the bucket, and the ball rolls mm-hmm. by you. You just do one of, one of these kind of, <laughs> you know, and you just keep drinking your water. <laughs> you just let the fucker go by, and, and um, the guys are like, "Dude, are you guys are ready. Are you guys ready to play?" And, and you go like, "You you go, Jay. You want some water?" <laughs> I was like, "It was so fucking funny." It was this one match, one set to 15, that just took forever. Oh. But you played some reverse psychology. You're like, you know what? Of course. Now you get to wait for me. And I love that. My favorite part of the whole thing was when they rolled the ball, you didn't, you didn't get up to get it. You just went. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? I'm parched. <laughs> Jay, you want some? So uh, it was hilarious, and Eugene's pissed, right? I'm, I'm not pissed. I'm, I, I, you just, you just changed my mood, and I think that was a good psychology for me because I was, I don't get burnt. I don't get shook. They shook me. No. These guys who don't know me, who don't respect me, 
who don't want anything to do with me just yeah. who just wish I can I go back to where I came from and what do I do I come back with a Dominican and a black guy and this fucking lily white whatever and ooh Y'all they don't understand. We took, we gave them Central Park style. Yeah, that's well, what my, we did. Well, my problem was I thought everything was about me, but they I found out later they're just like that to anybody who's not who's mm -hmm. not who's not one of them. They did remember Rewa? They did it to Rewa. Rewa, black girl, Rewa Chan. We played her in Urban. Oh, okay, remember we played yeah. we played reverse co-ed and you 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 guys um had a little disagreement and then the following week I said, Burn, you never believe if we're playing in Urban. You're like, ha, 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 <laughs> so, so um Rewa goes out there and I told this during one of my podcasts it was I, I don't know if I told she no I told Dane Blanton I had Olympic gold medalist uh Dane mm -hmm. Blanton uh, on the podcast last episode 44 mm -hmm. and I and Dane told the story about uh ref giving him a red card because the timeout they took too long to get out from the timeout so the ref arbitrarily skipped the yellow and gave him a red but what happened what? was but what happened was it pissed him off it didn't cost them the game. They got pissed off and they ran off. They were down. It was 10-10. His partner, Eric Fonomawana, missed one, right? 11-10. Mm -hmm. Timeout. Mm -hmm. On the time in, skipped the yellow red. And Dane just started. Dane and Eric lost their minds. And instead, they got the ball back. Ace. Ace block. Trans kill ace. So this the first part of the match, 10 up, because it was side out, took 60 minutes. The last five plays took like a minute and 10 seconds. So, so I told Dane, I have a similar story for you. I, I bring you Rewa Chen. She's playing in Connecticut. And I told I told Dane about the environment and how, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm not going to say I like I will say racist. Racist, because racist means you have the inherent know. belief. No, you have the inherent belief that you're superior or inferior because of one's race, or 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 maybe just just elitist because they may they make money out there, whatever. But Did we then, lost that game. No, she didn't. No, we we won no, that game us. and we lost to Hugo. Oh, okay. Hugo and Makiba, Makiba, Peter, and Hugo. Remember the I black guy. Lose, Remember the black guy with the um, the dark skin dude with the the funny jump serve. He had like a three step, like a one legged yeah, takeoff. He got three aces. I was trying to realize what the fuck he was doing. But anyway, Rewa, you're gonna love this. She's down 13-6. Rally mm -hmm. comes back, scores seven straight points. Rally ties the game up 13 up. Damn. And on transition, she sets the ball, and the refs, because the refs are uh, homegirls with the ones they're playing against, says net. Oh. Net. And Denise was like net. I hit the ball back here and they're like, no, her. And Reed was like, me? I'm a back row defender. <laughs> how, do, how, do, how do you figure? Oh, you backed up, you backed up into it and then touched the bottom of the net. And she, she calls a timeout and she does a Bernard. She sits in her beach chair with a one gallon bucket. Not a, she, uh, um, oh, she didn't have a bucket like you. She didn't, she sat in her beach chair, but I had this flashback because she had the one gallon jug and she was like this. You're a little bit more happier. She takes a deep breath, lets it out, gets the side out, right? So now it's 14 up. She ties the game. Gets a dig on cross court, transition, kill, 15-14. Mm -hmm. Jumps her, free ball. She takes the free ball, and she hits a ball, and the girl blocks her. She, Rewa hit this as hard as she could, and it blocked her, and mm -hmm. it bounces off Rewa's head and her face, boom, pops backwards, and the girls just walk away because they think they got the block, and Rewa's partner, Denise, sees the ball still in play, runs, bring it, brings it back into play. Rewa is looking for a place to bump the free ball, but she sees the two girls walking away. They're back turned in the net, so she just bumps it in the middle of the court. They turn around. The ball lands in the middle of the court. Game. <laughs> and she said, give me my fucking money. 
Give me my fucking money so I could get the fuck out of here and go back to fucking New York. I was like, yes! Listen, we were we were rivals. That that was the same year we were rivals. But then yes, she yes. could let me tell you something. She couldn't have had a better best friend that day than me who who stayed. That was the day mm -hmm. you and Eugene, um, you, you you didn't make it out of pool. You and Eugene had a bad run and uh, a bad chemistry. And Patrick and I lost to Ronnie and Corey in, the, in double A. And so Patrick and I stayed and we watched. But Rewa couldn't have had a better friend than me. I said, how you doing, girl? She's like pretty fucking annoyed, you know? But I, I tell my kids uh, um, when I coach club, I mm -hmm. talk about the difference between a winner and a loser. Like if here's the point I was trying to make, and you're going to love this. If she lost that game because of the net call, everybody mm -hmm. would have understood. You got screwed, right? That that call, you know, gave them point game and subsequently they got the last and and if you you didn't get called for that, you might have won. But she didn't she didn't choose to go that route. She didn't choose mm -hmm. to play the victim. So she, like Dane, it lit this fire in her belly that is consistent with what winners are. And she came yeah. back and won, you know? And I'm, I, I, I only told Dane because I was thinking to myself, there's no way the two of them didn't feel any differently about it. I'm sure that both of them felt this, the, how it, it affected them, how upset they were, how they took um, a moment, and how they used it as motivation to stick it up people's ass. It mm -hmm. was an amazing moment. And I, and I shared that with Dane on a smaller scale. And Dane, in his humility, he loves to listen to everybody. Dane is fucking chill. Dane, Dane's the chillest Olympian I've ever met, dude. He's the first African-American. This is how um, white the sport is. He's the first African American to win a gold for indoor or beach. Yep. Nice. In fact, he's nice. only one of two players to win an NCAA championship, an AVP championship, and a gold. Only Karch. And and he's left out of the, the top twenty-five players that ever play the game. So yeah, yeah. You like oh, SMH? <laughs> I, I, I gotta I gotta shout out to something also, Romeo. I love you, man. Romeo! Shout out to you. <laughs> Remember the I'm not gay story? Oh, man. Remember Michelle gets fucking drunk? <laughs> come on, we outing everybody tonight. So Michelle no, gets drunk to. and she's like, how come I always see you with dudes and I never see you with chicks? This is Michelle talking like her hello Jersey accent. With our I, Michelle or? Yes, our Michelle. Michelle, oh, Michelle. Okay. Uh, um, so um, she says, how come I never see you with chicks? And I always just see you with dudes. I never see you with chicks. Don't you like chicks? So dang. So in the in the best way he knows how to make everybody laugh, he goes, I'm not gay. That's <laughs> <laughs> our boy. But here's a funny scenario story. I can relate. Somebody somebody come up to me and he goes, Burn, burn, I gotta ask you. Since you're best friends with him. I said, what's that? I said, no, Jay's not gay. <laughs> oh, shit. How did you know? Because <laughs> that's the first thing I tell him. And they, How did you know what I was going to ask, right? I said, trust me, Jay's not gay. Mm -hmm. Trust yeah. me. I used to live with him. He had women. Trust yep. me. He's look, at the, look at the dents on that bed, bro. Raw, 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 raw. So it was like, it used to be a lot of people come up to me and they'd be like, yo, burn. Like, no, he's not gay. Was like, oh, wait, how do you know what I was going to say about that? I said, simple, because everybody had been asking me. No, Jay's not gay. And I, I appreciated you guys for that because the way I talk, uh, is is kind of metrosexual. Metrosexual. The metrosexual is the East Coast thing where 
everything about the guy is trade ex uh, everything about the guy is gay you know he dresses nicely uh this you know he's he's um he talks he's flamboyant but everything about him is gay except he, he's straight so they in new york there was a term called metrosexual um mm -hmm. and i really love that you guys were like that and eugene thought i was gay he's like dude i'm your best friend if you're gay i don't care that's cool I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm still I gonna, the same thing. I'm still, he said, I'm still going to be your friend. And I'm like, I, I, yo, that was, that's real. I appreciate that. But I'm not gay. Um, I'm, I'm like, it would be cool if I was. I mean, right? Yeah, but you, yo, yeah. I remember there was this girl in the bar you was talking to. It was on 90, it was a 96th Street, 86th Street. I think it was 86th Street. And you was talking to her, talking to her, and you started laughing. Said, Bird, I think this one's for you. <laughs> She liked the black guys. And I was like, Jay is half black, so what's the not to like about him? <laughs> He's gay. <laughs> and you and then you gave me her and she's talking to me. And I was just like, okay. It was like I, I didn't know how to begin the conversation. I was just like, yeah, how you doing? How you doing? And you was like, I want you the way you did it, he was like, I want you to introduce you to my friend here, Bern. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's fucking awesome, dude. Uh, big, yeah, that, big shout out to Romeo. Up. Big shout out to Michelle. Um, definitely, you know, Eugene's our, I mean, Eugene just isn't a friend. Eugene is a lifelong friend. He's not just a lifelong yeah, friend. Yeah, that's he, our brother. He's a brother. He's a brother from another mother. Patrick, and that's our brother. When he was in California when I graduated, he moved to California for a little bit and then came back, if you remember. He spent Yo, some time out there. He told me something that pissed me off the other night. He said when he was in California and he broke up with this girl, he was homeless. I was like, what? Gene, I'm sorry I said this on here. I really am. But it's over now. You have a better life. But when you yeah. told me that, I was pissed off. Yeah. I was pissed. Well, he's I was pissed like, why you didn't call me? I could have helped you out. He was pissed at me because he asked me if I had $600 to help pay his rent. And I said, yeah, give me two days. And then mm -hmm. the same day, he sends me another text. Well, I guess I can't rely on my friends when I need them. I'm always there, you know, when they need me. And I'm like, Gene, I just, you know, maybe he didn't, maybe Verizon fucked up. Maybe he didn't see my text, <laughs> you know? Uh, um, but does, does Eugene, I mean, to, for Eugene to even think I wouldn't give the shirt off my back. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, one, because what boys, even if he didn't do what he did for me, the man gave me his $2,500 so I could finish school, all right? I graduated. I, I was sad that, he, you know, he was in California and couldn't make the graduation party. It was the biggest party ever. My mother, when I graduated, said, now I can die. That's how happy she was when I graduated college. So, if Eugene, mm -hmm. I mean, even outside of the money he gave me, I don't think that I, in my mind, that I owe him. That's not, because that's the friends, the tight circle of friends that I, that I keep for life. That's not how mm -hmm. we roll. We don't think about we owe somebody. If they need something, you fucking, you give it to them. If yeah, they exactly. need it and, and you don't have it, you find a way. And if you, you can't find a way, then 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 you go from there. You know, right. I knew I could I could have it. I knew I could have it. I had um, I was refereeing urban and I had a big fat check, nine hundred fifty dollars coming. And uh, he said he needed six hundred. I was just going to give him the nine. And I said, Gene, give me two days, you know, because right. at that time, my me and my wife split. They raised my rent from twelve hundred dollars to twelve seventy five. So, so now me and my wife aren't splitting the rent. I'm paying the twelve hundred by myself, and they raised right. my rent. So, so I couldn't give him the money right away. I was still check to check. So, mm -hmm. um, and for years he didn't talk to me. And then when he came back, we just I don't know. It, it just felt like it was normal. 
He came back healthier. He was doing yoga. He looked like Barack Obama, right? <laughs> he came back 2008 and he looked like Barack Obama. His skin looked healthier. He wasn't eating that fucking General Zoe's chicken every night. Um, he, he looked good. He's like, nope. <laughs> he said, T.O. Time out, time out. The hell you mean he came back looking healthier? <laughs> I thought he when did. I saw him, when I came back and was trying to come back, Gene out there making drinks, getting drunk, and acting crazy. But that was two years. <laughs> Look, it took him two years to get fucked up again. Like he came back 2008, 2010. He and Eater mm-hmm. were just drinking buddies. You know, Eater. You know, Eater's Eater is not. Look, Eugene was not an alcoholic. He was a drunk. All right, Ida yeah. was uh, Ida was an alcoholic. Tell everybody the difference between an alcoholic and a drunk. Say it. Well, either you know, the alcoholic, I go to goddamn meetings. An <laughs> 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 alcoholic, you gotta go to the meetings. That's right. <laughs> Alcoholics gotta go to those goddamn meetings. <laughs> Alcoholics go to those goddamn meetings. <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, that's a cool story. So uh, Bernard, let's talk about Under My Necks. Yes, under my neck. You, you took a little time we, away from volleyball, which I thought was your volleyball prime. But, you know, I know you had some nagging injuries. You thought it'd be a good time to just play and allow stuff to heal up. Go ahead. I just switched because I used to be with my boys, Eric and Mike and Juan. Juan, what's up? Eric, what's up? Mike, I don't know if I see you, but I'm saying what's up to you. I love you guys. Um, they were my first band. We used to, when the first band, we used to call Even Flow. And then it went to Everflow. And then we changed it to something else. I can't remember the name right now. But we were, that was the first band. And then things just got split up. And I went out with one of my ex-girlfriends. And she found this band for me. I don't want to say her name. Because I'm being respectful to that. Um, she said the name. Well, she found this band for me. And I found... We weren't called Undermine X. We was going to be called something else. And I was like, what? I can't remember the name right now. I know I couldn't, I couldn't, I hated it. But then we became Undermine X and we were gaining tons of people. A lot of people knew us. Then we was getting respect from other bands and I was respecting a lot of bands from New Jersey, Long Island, Staten Island. You know, we was almost the whole five barrel. We was getting connected and funny. We had nobody to connect from the Bronx, but we knew people from the Bronx though. And the band was, we was just doing shows, battle Royals, shows, shows. I was just trying to go crazy on stage and I found my knack. You know, I finally found the band that I love. Um, if you never heard me, I, I try to idolize Don, John Davis from corn, yep. you know, well, and but then I had a nasal voice back then. I knew I had a nasal voice, but I still worked along the lines with it. But it progressed and it got better, believe it or not. And um, people still dug us. You know, they, they dug my singing, they dug the band, and it, it just progressed. You know, it got better and better. We were doing great music. We had our own studio. And it was just going on and on and on and on. But, then, you know, within bands, you know, things just happen. <sighs> so many things. I thought volleyball yeah. was drama. I know. Dude. Yeah. Just, just 
Dan was going through. We we had fun times. Don't get yeah. me wrong, we have fun times. Yep. But I just hated dismissing certain people. Yeah. But those, those are the things you choose to remember, though, right? You, I mean, we do. We as human beings, we do get to cherry pick, right? We yeah, do get to, to take these these great moments. Because listen, it's really easy to take someone at their worst moment, right? And then take all mm -hmm. the good stuff and forget about that and just focus on that and say, oh, that's all that happened or or that's that's you as a collective whole. Um, we as human beings, we do that. We do that in politics. We do that in, in, in our social worlds. We do that on social media. And um, Bernard, it's easy to do that. In fact, I would say it's lazy to do that. But but we both agree that's easy, right? Right. So I choose. And so do you to take some of these good parts and these good times and reflect on those. And I really, really love you know what the hell you become i actually have a power ballad here um heart and soul i want to play a, a, a bit for some for, for everybody go ahead give me a second cool. Just, just, oh. and that, listen, that we both agree is not like your signature stuff. You're in, dude, you're in the mosh pits. I've, I've for an eye and everybody was screaming, but they loved it and you know it. They yeah, they it. did. Dun, dun. You could have done a schizoid personality video on that, you know, just a bunch <laughs> of people doing, mm -hmm. or just like Jay and Silent Bob just going. Just bobbing you know? their heads. Yeah, because because yeah. at the end when they do the chorus part, like that's when everybody like when people don't know what to make of it, they're just like this. Right? And the, <laughs> but then, but then when the chorus in, comes, why. they're like dun, 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 dun. Oh, this is this is fucking bitching. <laughs> you know? So um yeah, so so for everybody listening, that was one of the power ballads. Certainly not the um consistent with the genre that he was he was he was moshing out with, but um you were talking about your voice and getting rid of the nasal part. So I just wanted the the, the fans and the people listening to to see what you sounded like. Good sample size. Well, I got another song I can send to you if you want yeah. to hear it. Wait, I did send it to you on Facebook. Yeah. It's called All My Tears Are Falling Down. Yeah, I could put it on on the edit. You know, we got kicked. My computer kicked us off of Facebook Live. My, it just crashed and re rebooted. So, so now I, you know, this is pre-recorded. I get to do whatever I want. Um, Fuck it. Yeah, you know, appreciating that. So, part. um, with that band, you know, everybody always tells me how they love me in that band and, and wish we could stay together. There were certain things that happened in the band, and being a rock band, a rock stars, we kind of fell apart with each other in that time, and I, I became a band whore. Cause I've jumped to band to band to band trying to become something. Yeah. And I've been to like, after under my ex, I went to another band and I went to another band and I recently just left another band and now I'm doing my own solo thing, which it's better off that way now. 
because yeah. I can control what I want to control and I can do what I want to do with my own controlling and, you know. Yeah, creative, just, creative control is a big thing, especially if you feel like you're moving more forward and everybody else kind of wants to stay still. I'm not saying that their way was wrong, just different, you know, and, and I don't think no, you're, exactly. and I don't think you're saying that too, but I mean, you couldn't, uh, as far as Juan, um, who's Eric, right? Yourself. Juan, Eric, and Mike. No, just, those guys. The nicest, were, the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. Oh, yes, they were. Um, beautiful friends, man. Yeah, you beautiful. would think, I mean, the music, you would think they out there, I don't know, moshing and punching people in the face and getting the ambulances ready. But you couldn't meet, you wouldn't meet a more tame, tame band than Under My Necks. <laughs> yeah, well, I talk about Eric, Juan, and Mike because they took everything, what I asked them to do to help me, they made it. Yeah. They actually did it for me. Yeah. Every song that I have imagined in my head, they did it. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And that's what made me. And then what's weird, I didn't know I had this quick creativity. Because every time, you know, like I know what I want to put in lyrics. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't graduate high school. I didn't finish high school. I didn't get my GED. But don't get me wrong. I'm not a dumbass person. I'm a retard sometimes, playing around a lot. But we apologize to retards. <laughs> oh, sorry about Kidding. that. You know, <laughs> not good. But it's just you know, it, the, the band Living Color said something in one of their songs: "History is a lie that they teach us in school," which is true. I didn't know a lot of things about history until they see the History Channel. You see that stuff. And then you know about your black history. And it's a lot of things. And you're just like, well, how come they never mentioned this in school? You know, but not trying to get on that scenario. Um, the creativity that I've done, you know, from the experience of relationships, friends, and whatever just, just pops in my head. I tell them, hey, look, let's play this music and let's see what happens. And then I always try to want to play a song close to corn because that's my band. But the guys are like, no, no, no. We're going to try to do it this way. Well, under my next, it was the same way too. I try to be close to corn, but they wanted, we had our own style and everything. A lot of people loved that band. Loved it. I, can, I mean, I, we put it on, turns back time for me. I mean, we put on show to show to show. Then we had our own battle of the bands. And one of these bands won, made the money, and that same band they it was went almost to MTV. a riot, dude. Huh? There was almost a riot that night. The band that won. Oh, oh yeah. Everybody yeah. thought uh, um, it was like School of Rock. Remember School of Rock when the the kids were really good and they gave it to the other band. It's like okay, on paper that person won, but everybody that that was there that night know who won. You know, Jesus Christ. It was like a boxing match, 15 rounds. And like, it looks like the judges are taking a long time to score what everybody else here thinks is obvious, you know? And then they and give it to the, the other guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had the most group in there and everything. I mean, I'm pulling tons of people. My ex, she pulled in tons of people to come and watch. And even though they were like slightly terrified, you know? <laughs> Why not? Because yeah. I jumped in the mosh pit and my Russian friend and um, my guitarist father, they had to protect me while I was singing in the middle. <laughs> But I knew nobody. Oh if they would have hit me, I wouldn't care. I love how unafraid you are to fucking jump. 
Dude, I, f- I feel like if I oh. jump, I feel like they would part like the fucking Red Sea, dude. I'm just like, <gasps> so listen, you know, go ahead. You know what made it bad for that battle, that uh, battle of the bands? I was jumping around so much. I remember y'all teased me when I jumped on stage. I was like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> I remember y'all teased me on that. <laughs> but, um. I did so much on stage and I, I don't, and you know who inspired me to do a lot of movement on stage? Marilyn Manson. He, well, he didn't do what I did. He did separate things, but that inspired me to be like, I don't want to be that, that rapper that walks back and forth grabbing your dick. You know, I hate that. Nope. You know, it's like, you're not doing nothing for me. You just like Eminem. I, I watched him perform and that's what he does. Walk back and forth, grabbing his dick. And I was like, really dude? This is how you are live? <laughs> I was like, ah. Man, like, that was like, like some better on the shows. radio. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I prefer just to listen to you, not to watch you. But that's how I want to be that man that just make a performance. That's what you're supposed to do, right? I think so. The, the other bands that was up there, they didn't do near half of that stuff what I've done on stage. Half of them things. I went up there, I like to make an intro and I like to make an exit. That's what I like to do. The bands didn't even do none of that. No. None. No. It's dude, it's an ur- it's an urban legend, man. They still talk about it. You know? And they won. Yeah. The whack ass band. Oh God. She, she, I don't even think they should have been third. <laughs> but um listen, we gotta go in a bit, but I wanna see if I could catch you off guard. Without mentioning uh, the girlfriend's name at the time, was there a certain someone that came home a little early that made you had to hide the other girl under the bed? <laughs> Damn, Jay. <laughs> you almost made it. You almost escaped, dude. I Like the fucking I paparazzi. Escape. I got you. Huh? I did escape. All right. Yeah. So my... We ain't got to say names. You had a lot of girlfriends. No, I know, there. I know. I'm not saying names. Okay. So I had two ex-girlfriends. The <laughs> other one wasn't an this. ex. At, she wasn't an ex at the time. She was a side chick. Oh, like so I from thought State Farm. the ex-girlfriend wasn't going to come back at a certain time in that day, which is the weekend. So I was alone in the house doing my thing, but sure enough, I had invited the side chick. She had spent the night with me on Saturday. And Sunday, I said, well, you got to leave early because certain individuals going to come back. So we're in the room. We're sitting down. Finished what we're doing. We already had, like, tons of sex, you know, whatever. Next thing you know, we're sitting there, brawn panties. I'm sitting there. My ears was like... <laughs> <laughs> I heard the, I heard the keys in the door. Mind you, I had the TV loud, but somehow you could still hear those damn keys. And I, said, Doug, I was like, Doug get was under hungry. the bed now. <laughs> so you she hit got this underneath chick the bed. Under the fucking bed, dude. She got underneath the bed. She tucked herself, I guess, all the way to the wall. So I saw her. Hey, baby, how you doing? You know, how's it going? Blah blah blah. She whatever, don't smell Badusi. No, she don't see him. She don't no, smell Badusi. You no, know what no, Badusi is? Jay. What is Jay. Bud- All right, for the people at home, Badusi, booty, dick, and pussy. Okay. She didn't smell Badusi. No, Jay. Okay. I have sprayed uh-huh. the room already. I always use Lysol <sighs> back there. <laughs> 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 
So then she comes in, hey, how's, how was your weekend? Oh, great. How was yours? Oh, I was just playing video games, you know me, and then stuck in a room. And I said, oh, my stomach, but it's really hurt me. You know, oh, I get the soda. I said, I just don't want ginger ale. I said, can you go to the store and get me some salt? You know, I, my stomach is killing me. So she said, well, well, this ginger I said, no, 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 I need a certain ginger ale. You got to go get this certain ginger ale. Oh, so I told her to sit. I told her, I told her a certain ginger ale. So she went to the store and I looked out the window, make sure she gets to the store. And I said, You got to go now. <laughs> so she comes along the bed. She comes along eating the bed. And she puts on she's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I said, Hey, 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 hey. Put on your clothes. Breathe. And take the steps. So she put on the clothes and she took the steps. So the certain ex-girlfriend comes back in. She gives me the soda, and I'm in the chair in the living room, like, "Oh, thank you so much. That feels so much. I love you." Ah. <laughs> Do you know who told me that story? Oldest Lucy's. He's like Jay. What the fuck? He says those. <laughs> he says those are the kind of things you see like on the TV show, and like everybody's like, "Oh, this is a fun TV show," but that shit doesn't happen to any of us in real life. And and there were so many stories like that that if someone submitted that in the script, it's like throw that out. There ain't no way that that actually that 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 would end like that. But I thought it was the funniest thing I ever heard because <laughs> because of the way you used your. Not only did your radar go off, your sonar, right? Could hear through mm -hmm. everything else, but throwing under the bed, being getting her to leave the house again, and taking this this monitor, you know, the, the 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 small monetary moment that she left and came back to be like, close on, take the stairs, calm down, you're gonna make it, and so am I, whoosh, and then when she gave you the soda, you go, ah, <laughs> <laughs> you. Fucking oh, phony Be Pepto Bismol, that hell. shit, dude. Going to hell. Going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> shit. When you go, make sure you send me one of those refrigerator magnets, okay? Um, oh my God. I be. I gotta go, man. I, I um gotta get out of here. But um, 40, I know family's home. Forty-five, man. It was. Um, I'm so so glad you took the opportunity. And this to me, this is a long time coming. You know, because the purpose of the podcast, it started as a volleyball podcast, but I just wanted interesting people. And for me, interesting people are not people that everybody knows worldwide. Um, like Jason Olive, uh, he's a TV star, he's a film star. Uh, people know him. I want him on the show. Dane Blanton, Olympic gold medalist, don't don't even get any better than him, okay? He, he's a savage. Just on that one story alone, you know he's a savage, I told you. Um, right. So I just want interesting people. I, if, um, Liz Ribble, she's a karaoke queen nobody knows her but two and a half hours we're talking about musical theater we're talking about music we're talking about st uh, street harassment like uh, mm -hmm. Miranda Gagne who's my, my tech for the show her um that was a woman dominated like 20 minutes where I'm like I'm the fucking host but this one you know if I want to hear about a women's issue it'd be nice to hear women talk about this shit floor is yours so so there, I'm like, if I say I'm, in, I want interesting people on the show, it would be podcast malpractice <laughs> for me not to Basically. have one Bernard Norman, aka Satan. Um, any shout, out, any shout outs you want before we get out of here? Any anyone you want I to say? I think I'd possibly shout out everyone I know and love. If I didn't get everyone else's name, all you volleyball people that we all knew growing up back then in Central Park and everything, I love you guys. Oh, good. Listen, all right, I've had it with all you people. For all of you at home, for all of you watching this on your iPad, for all of you watching this on your iPhone, you 
For all of you watching this on your desktop, who rules the world? Old school, old school. For Bernard, the Thrill Norman, I am Jason DeBeas. And for both of us, we say, we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionVB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.